This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We want to spend some time with our guy, Sal Capaccio, WGR. He's on the sidelines last night. I just want to get your reflection first and foremost about what you were witnessing last night. Trying to help everybody understand what's going on in the field. And I'm down there and I'm part of the radio broadcast. But at the same time, I'm trying to process it like everybody else is. And it was tough. It was just a really tough scene. It's Radio 92.9 The Game. It was a tough scene. Uh, I don't care where you were watching or what you were doing. And I I think it took a a little bit, uh, caught people off guard, Mike, when, you know, Mm -hmm. Joe Buck and Troy went to commercial. When you see a player down and then they're at commercial for a lot longer than normal. And then they come back and they're trying to describe what's going on with Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. It is Dukes and Bell. And we've been talking about this today. He remains critical in a Cincinnati hospital. Um, Again, cardiac arrest is what has been reported we're not neurosurgeons or doctors or anything of that nature. We're just telling you what's out there. But it was a scary moment for the NFL. And for me, I, I, I want to tell this story because in 2007, many of you may remember this or not, there's a guy named Kevin Everett. He actually played for the Bills. And he was on a kickoff return unit, I believe. It may have been the Bills getting the ball. But, Mike, he suffered a spinal cord injury. Mm. And – at the time, you know, I didn't know that I'd get a chance to meet Kevin Everett. He was from Port Arthur, Texas. I was in Houston at the time. And he laid on the field for 15 minutes, motionless. Kevin Everett then was taken to a hospital. They basically saved his life because they cooled his body, which reduced wow. and decreased the swelling. And this was the first time I'd ever heard anything like it. But he was on the field for a long time, and everybody was concerned that this guy would ever never walk again. As a matter of fact, they gave him 5 to 10% chance of walk. He actually walked into my studio mm. months later after going through rehab. This was probably nine, ten months later, and he came in, and it almost brought me to tears, Mike, because I, I saw this young man on the turf and being taken off yeah. in an ambulance just like last night's situation. And here's what I'm getting to, guys. These kinds of things, unfortunately, have happened in the NFL. The Lions had a linebacker named Reggie Brown who suffered a spinal cord injury in 97. He was given CPR on the field. I don't know how long you've been watching the NFL or how much you've been paying attention to it. Sometimes these things happen. We don't have answers. Like, it's it's not, oh, we should do away with the game and all of this. We know inherently how dangerous this game is. But, Mike, the NFL has dealt with this stuff. But the bigger issue last night was how long it took and why was Roger Goodell yeah. not necessarily well, involved? Well, I mean, it was a rudderless ship as far as the NFL. It sounds like, you know, again, Trey, uh, Troy Vincent, who now works as the, what, he's the executive vice president of game operations for the league, former NFL player, former Dolphin. And, and Vincent was the guy who was on the horn with all the media last night at 1230 finally explaining everything. And, you know, he said, well, when they said there was five minutes for them to get back on the field, he said that was erroneous. He had no idea where that came from. Okay, so it just came in from the ether that these guys had five minutes. The, uh, the camera down the tunnel with the refs kind of standing outside the Bengals' locker room. 
we got a little bit more information. It sounds like everything I've read, I've read as much as you guys have. Maybe you've read some more, but we've been following this all day. To me, it sounds like Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor determined that this game was not going to be played. And the NFL had nothing to do with it, but they had to accept it. And they're trying to spin it as if, no, no, there's no mutiny here or anything like that. But the idea, and I, I'll stand by this, I think what was going on at NFL headquarters is, wait till we get the old clear from the hospital. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. He wasn't fine. He's not fine. And obviously, look, and I'm not trying, just real quick, I'm not trying to double down on what you said. And this isn't like stop football. This was a one literally in a million type occurrence. And you've seen the same things we've seen from cardiologists and heart experts that saying this is just, you know, the, the millisecond of the heart between the beat when he got this contact. But the idea is the league looks bad. And Roger Goodell, where was he on this? Was he, on, was he in uh, St. Bart's? They couldn't get him on a phone? Well, what's his take on this? It just it really does look bad. And to me, the players took the power and said, no, we're not playing. And how can you – you see the video of these guys are completely out of it and disconsolate for a reason. Yeah, I don't know if anybody could have played. I mean, when you experience something like this on the field next to you, and, Mike, you know you have to go out and play the next right. play – your whole mindset is jacked. So I get it. The, the bigger thing today is the NFL came out and said they have no plans this week on making up this game. Why would they? And I think uh, that they shouldn't make this game up, period. Game ends in a tie. Let's keep it moving. Who cares? Honestly, what we care about is the, the health and well-being of DeMar Hamlin. And, and I, I don't care about last night's results. Now, in a selfish way, Mike and I were talking about this as the show started today, you know, there are many of you who play fantasy football and you're at the end of the season and things are, are you know, hanging in the balance with what the results might have been last night for some of your players. Again, who cares? Ended a tie. Pay up. Who's ever tied? Mike, like you said in your league, is split the pot and, and keep it moving. At the end of the day, that doesn't mean anything. And I know a lot of people, there were so many things that were going on last night, and we weren't aware of all the things when it came to how this was going to look and where he was going to be and how serious this was. As we move forward today, guys, there's really no new news to report on this. And, Mike, I don't know how this affects the Bills moving forward. Well, that's just it. I mean, they've had some big injuries before. And this is, again, this is not your regular injury. This is something which shocks you to the core. You know, they lost Vaughn Miller earlier. They've had a number of injuries. They had, another, they had a player carted off the field with a neck injury earlier yep. this year. But the bigger thing is if ever, you know, if you're looking at it purely from a football standpoint, if ever the team wanted to get this game played and won, it was Buffalo because Buffalo's trying to win that home field advantage. Kansas City right now will have a half game over Buffalo because this game will not be played. Cincinnati still had a chance with some tiebreakers and some help from the Chiefs losing mm. to win the, uh, the overall number one seed and the bye as well. The big th story this year was finally Buffalo beats Kansas City, and now Kansas City will have to go on the road because Patrick Mahomes has never won a road playoff game. Now it's if, if it's chalked for this next week, Carl, then Kansas City's number one. And Buffalo would wind up, if they ran the table, playing in Kansas City. It's a big deal. That part of it is a big deal. But I would tell you that if your team is good enough, you can go on the road, win three, and get to the Super Bowl. We've like Cincinnati. We've seen it happen. I mean, so I, I – I, I understand that, and this is why you play in the regular season matters, and it should matter, and it should count. But under these circumstances, mm. I, I just don't think it should. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. This is where we've been today because, again, this is a worldwide kind of story that just takes a life of its mm. own. And, you know, I said, whether you're watching Fox, CNN, didn't matter what you're watching, you could flip it on any channel. This is what people were talking about because we didn't know the severity of this except for the fact that when you see a guy getting CPR on the field, you know it's pretty damn serious. So 
Um, both, and then eventually they had to cut an airway, it sounds like, too. Right? Well, yeah. th- I think, Mike, there was a lot going on there, and they didn't want us, us to see any of it. And as Sal, Sal Carpaccio told us, the Buffalo players formed a circle facing outward, so you could not see into what was going on. Yeah. Um, there was a guy, I wasn't born, but there was a guy named Chuck Hughes who suffered a heart attack, collapsed on the field, and died in 1971 versus the Bears. Mm. My point is, the NFL has seen this. They don't see it regularly. It's not something that happens all the time. There are these freak things that happen, Mike, but it has happened. And so under this circumstance, it happened, and it was a primetime game. It was the only game on, and everybody was paying attention because it was such a big game between the, the, the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. and what it meant for playoff standings. But my biggest beef, and it continues to be, was, again, when things happen in our country, leadership stands up. When things happen in your company, CEO speaks. He's going to – the person, whoever that person is in charge, is going to come out and say, here's where we're at, here's what's going on. And I didn't get that from the leader of the NFL yeah, last night. It's a great example. Just last week with the thousands of millions of Americans stranded, you know, the, they can't find their bags, they can't get home, and eventually the Southwest CEO the next day says this is unacceptable, takes some accountability for it. Have to. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious. Where, where, where was Roger Goodell that he couldn't make a comment? I mean, I'm like – I'm, I'm not surprised because Roger Goodell is an empty suit. He works for the owners, and they just want to get this game played for TV revenue and everything else and, and all the things which now they've got to pay. To, I mean, the game was not played. The, everything that comes with that, and I get that. I understand the dollars and cents side of it, but all that went out the window last night when you saw something you'd never seen before on television. Yeah, and, and by the way, I said Troy Vincent did a great job. He, he did. He, he said we never thought about playing. He's saying all the things that I needed but, to hear from Roger Goodell. But again, based on some of the stuff that's coming out now, there's a lot of confusion about what exactly was told to these teams, about what, what was expected of them in the moment. And it just seems to me like, and I'm just saying, it just sounds to me like Zach Taylor and the Bengals and Sean McDermott and the Bills, they, they, these were the guys that were sort of driving this, were not coming back. And I think that word went back to New York and said, look, they're not playing. If and, not- then, and, now, and now they're trying to spin it as if, oh, no, we were totally in. We totally get you guys. That's not the way it was going in real time, for, especially the way ESPN was reporting it, yeah. what they were getting. Well, I don't know where that came from with the whole they've mm-hmm. got five minutes to warm back up and then we're going to start playing. Again, I don't know where that came from. Either way, Mike, if that was true, if you're telling me that – Somehow the league wanted these guys to play and they didn't. It'll come out. Somebody's gonna talk about it. It's too big. Talking about a man's life. This is too big. There are guys on that field who feel probably feel like they don't want to play football for the rest of the season. Mm. It's somebody's gonna say something. I don't know if that transpired. All I know is the right decision was ultimately made. That was we're not playing tonight. We're not playing this week. <laughs> we're not making this game up. And we'll see where things are as we move forward. They have flexibility in this schedule, Mike. They can make it. They can, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but the thing is, and just real quick, guys, it's not because we expanded the schedule. They're, they don't have an extra week. It's not like you have two Going weeks to playoffs. Off. They go right into the wild card. So that's not there's, – there's no way. And remember, we went through this with COVID. Remember the Ravens and the Steelers had to play, like, games on three and four days rest? You can't do that going into the playoffs. So it is unprecedented. You would think if ever there was a, a league that would jam these games in the schedule, it would be the NFL. But every, every indication as of right now, 6-11 on a day after it happened, is it's not going to happen. Well, if you did if you did somehow push the games back a week and made it up, what you would do is you'd take that week in between the Super Bowl and the conference yeah, championship. Lose, lose that bye week, if yeah, you will. That yeah. goes away because now, if not, you're – you're messing with other sports and their last week in the combine, et cetera. But it is the number one seed. You've got three teams that are all vying for that number one seed with tiebreakers. Again, we mentioned earlier, Kansas City could mm-hmm. lose. I mean, and this was, this was the, the big, big talking point going into this season. This was the year Buffalo was going to lock up number one. 
We'll see how, how it's handled moving forward. We do know Week 18 games, the ones that are scheduled, are set to be played. But this particular game, I don't think he'll ever play it. All right, coming up, we got more to get to, guys. More about the dogs, as we've been talking all day. They are back in the national championship. They have a chance to do something very special. We'll put it in perspective when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9. The most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Dog fans, I hope you're not taking it for granted that getting back to the national championship and a chance to repeat is so uniquely special. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, you got to go back to uh, an Alabama team, right? Mm. Mid-2000s, when you start talking about, you know, repeating. Now, Bama's been uh, – they've had a couple of different opportunities. But that was the last team to do it. And then you mm. got to go back to the Nebraska teams right. of the 90s. This is a pretty special territory. And you're talking about putting your stamp on a program that is now considered to be the best in the country, and you have a chance to say, hey, we walked away with not one but two, and we did it back-to-back. I don't know what other motivation you need, Mike, because it's so hard to get back to this. Think about how this season has played out. First of all, you come into the season, everybody's gunning for you. Secondly, you've got to maneuver this SEC schedule. Tennessee takes a jump, and everybody thinks that this is their year, and you get them at home and you beat them. And you handle everybody else, including Florida, who's on the come. And then, Mike, you get into an SEC championship game where LSU, yeah, they scored some points, but at the end of the day, you still found a way to win. And then you get Ohio State at home. I'm just telling you guys, this is pretty special to see what the dogs are doing right now, man. Yeah, and one of the cool, I said this on Twitter, one of the cool byproducts of this Georgia football dominance lately, this amazing run, 28 and 1. Uh, is you know the back-to-back championships are coming up? Is how miserable it makes Alabama fans and all the things that crop up because look, and Alabama's not going away. That was big to see their quarterback and their best defensive player playing that Cotton Bowl. Nick Saban's got what uh, yep. looks to be a one or two dra- uh, recruiting class coming up. More guys in the portal, etc. So the, Alabama's not going anywhere. But Kirby again, it's not. Kirby making Alabama light. It's Kirby making Georgia. And just real quick, we didn't mention this. Mark Rick got a, a big thunderous round of applause at the uh, at the uh, championship, championship or semi championship game. game because he was honored. And, and Mark Rick is a guy that took it from where you know it, it to where it should have been. And then obviously they, they just didn't have all the resources, and it just unfortunately fell short. Twenty twelve was the best chance that Mark Rick had to win a title. That's that last year, Carl. You just referred to Bama goes back to back. Georgia would have beat Notre Dame and beat the brakes off him in that game too. But Kirby has built something special, something you haven't seen here. And there's nothing to indicate that it's going to go away. Now, we're going to have a new quarterback next year in Athens. First things first, let's get this one done and win this championship. But, Carl, if you told a Georgia fan 10 years ago that they're going to have back-to-back, let alone one, a chance at back-to-backs, they said, no way, Jose. Last year we had kind of a rebuilding year. <laughs> yeah. what, was, what, was, what was this year? What, was, uh, what happened this year? They look pretty damn good in their bowl game, though. I will say that. Now, and that's because, again, those guys chose to play. We're talking about their two studs and Will Anderson and, and Bryce. But for dog fans, and, and let's hear Kirby talk about, um, you know, the idea of the fact that they they are a team that everybody bought in. And, and I think this is just important, man. When you talk about, you know, why believe what happened in the fourth quarter. Guys, Georgia scored 14. It was a 14-point fourth quarter. They came back from 14 twice in this game, first half and second half. So, you know, what is it that pushes, pushes you over the top? And Curry was just talking about what he thought about the fourth quarter. 
those men right there, every one of those guys right there believed. They said it in the locker room before we came out in the second half. And all those fans up there, they believe too. And they better be in Cali in about 10 days. Yeah, man, there's a hype video that came out, which uh, it's not a hype video. It's just a video that Georgia produced from the athletic department about all the sounds, pregame, postgame. And there's a piece of audio where uh, Glenn Schumann goes, they're going to be honest all the way through midnight. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and they're getting hyped. And Glenn, he's a good co-defensive coordinator with Muschamp. And there you go. Yeah, and they, they you know, Kirby uses phrases. And he always talks about connectivity. We got connectivity. Yeah. And it's part of, you know, I know it might sound, and what the hell is he talking about? These guys buy in. Individual achievement, individual effort, but everybody's connected. He's got your back. He's got your back. But you've also got to do your job. We're flat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game, and that's Nate. Uh, that's Nate McMillan. That's our. Th- that's our theory. That's our motivational speech for the Hawks. All right. Um, as far as what needs to happen moving forward, we're going to talk about this all week leading into the national championship game. Uh, they've got until the ninth. All right, they got they got some time here to to figure out what TCU's doing. Get healthy. You don't have as much time as you had to get ready for Ohio State. You don't. That national semifinal game, you got like three weeks to prepare, kind of break these guys down. This is a quick turnaround, considering this is more like a a, a in season kind of SEC situation, Mike, where you got to turn around and figure out what they do and and how you're going to stop it. But with that said, I will say this now. I'll say it until the game is played. Got to see Georgia's defensive backs play better. I got to see the secondary play better as a group. Mm. And, Mike, I don't know if that's communication or these guys are just getting beat by better receivers time and time again. Now, the the brilliance of what Georgia does, it's like when Kirby was at Alabama. You've got enough athletes where you can go, you got him. Keely, go get him. Mm -hmm. You trust your guys. But, Mike, when you put these guys out there on an island and you're playing a lot more man than you are zone, you set yourself up for potentially getting beat. Well, we thought they were going to really pop and they were going to get after that offensive line. Ohio State's offensive line in the trenches did a great job. We talked about Jalen Carter and how he did not have the impact. I'm not saying he wasn't double teamed because he was. He drew other guys, but no one else would step up. The only time Georgia got things rolling, and they didn't want to have to blitz because when you blitz, you're giving up a spot for something that CJ's right. trying to hit something underneath. Georgia blitzed, what was it, 7 to 14 or something like that? They blitzed down the stretch and they really got after CJ Stroud. They were blitzing almost entirely in that fourth quarter because they had to. That's, I mean, that's, now I don't know if TCU can run the football on Georgia. And let's be honest, Ohio State kind of abandoned the run early in this game. It was one dimensional, it was throwing the football. No, it was. And CJ Stroud, by the way, now we'll have plenty of time to break down the draft. Did he increase his draft status? Yes, sir. I think so too. Well, he certainly took the bad taste out of that Michigan loss out, right? Right. right. I mean, I thought he did. If you were going to ask me, if you're an Ohio State fan, and I've had people reach out, and they're like, what else could we have done? CJ did everything he could possibly do, except for call the plays at the end of the game to maybe get them in a better field goal opportunity. But, Mike, I thought the kid played his heart out. I thought the, I thought he did a hell of a job considering going up against Georgia's defense and the way he shredded them, especially throughout the course of this game. How about the rollout where he hits uh, one of the one of the touchdowns to Harrison where he made pinpoint accuracy oh, yeah. on the ro- only place he can be, the ball can be caught? Look. Losing Harrison was huge. We're not debating that. But Georgia lost players, too. Uh, I'll say it again. Darnell Washington going out is huge because that is the offense you're looking to run. You create mismatches for Brock Bowers because you're making the linebackers or the corners determine who they're going to play, who they're going to cover. That went out the window. But the positive that came out of this, say it again, Arian Smith, and a Donnie Mitchell. Mm. We've been, you've been, how many times have we heard Kirby say, I'm looking for a Donnie Mitchell to make some plays? Those guys started popping. And this is certainly – now, let's look at it right now. Would you think the score will be like a 45-42? It's hard. Based on what George is doing, giving up, what, 
850 yards of passing offense in the last two games. There's no reason to think Max Dugan can't do the same, and it's going to be a dial score. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a more entertaining, better game than I think people will give TCU credit for. But I still think Georgia's better. I still think Georgia's going to find a way to get this done. That is my belief mm-hmm. right now. I just hope well, I'm right. Do you think two ways of looking at this? And I just tweeted it out. You and I played that audio a bunch of times. A lot of uh, Georgia fans are responding at Mike Bell, ATL. Follow Carl at put him up, C. Dukes. And I had the quote from Kirby about Stetson. A lot of guys are saying, no, it's, it's totally accountability. And it's what you'd expect from Kirby to say is, I'm not surprised that he called Stetson out. Kirby must know something we don't. Like, perhaps he did change a player, or at least did, did just, I mean, you and I debated this, if he's freelancing or not. Right. So Stetson's got to play better. The good news, George, is you played a horrible game and you beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. You, you played pretty awful for two quarters and won that football game. And that's the thing that you can say. We didn't play our best. Kirby knows that. That's why he was talking about correcting things and getting things cleaned up. He knows that. Matter of fact, I thought he was as honest as you could be after the game when he said, Ohio State probably should have won. He said that right after the game, but he was like, but we kept fighting and found a way. So you don't take that away from your players, but Mike, I think it's pretty damn impressive if you say, hey, we beat Ohio State and we didn't play our best game and we made mistakes and we turned it over and our defense gave up a bunch of points that we normally don't give up. We can be better. Georgia battled back. You guys remember the chronology of it? They kicked the field goal before halftime. And it's 54 seconds. Yep. They go down the sc- – they scored on three plays in 54 seconds. C.J. Stroud carved you up, and that was the feeling I had, Carl, at the end of the game. After Stroud scrambled 27 yards, I said, this is it because they can't stop him. And then they did. So credit to Georgia's defense. They pushed him back. Mm. They had a one-yard loss. They never, they never gained another yard, Ohio State, after that 27-yard scramble. It's crazy. It really is when you put it, put it that way and you think about how things mm. shook out. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Uh, we're going to keep the lines open because we're about to get to our game winner. But we'd love to hear from you guys, and, and we have been all day. I, I think dog fans are confident you should be. The only concern is that you got to go west. Now, you say, well, what's the big deal? Well, you just played this game in your backyard. you got to go and get on a plane and fly out to, to, to Cali Is that a concern? How do you handle that? Because you haven't had to do that. Last time they did that, we went out there and and we got a great Rose Bowl, right? And they ended up beating Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield. But I'm just saying, that might be something. How are you guys going to handle that? Because that's that's a trip within itself and you got to get adjusted, Mike, and all that stuff. Go play. I will say this. uh, We got the best playoff games we've gone through. Squid Bill, you and I were talking about this this morning. Think about how many awful games we've had in these semifinals. That's why when you talk about expanding the playoff, oh, can you really expand it? We can barely get two good semifinals. And then in one, four, uh, what, seven or eight hour period, we had two of the greatest games we've seen since they've gone to the playoff. And TCU, that was fantastic. Tremendous drama late. And then obviously Georgia, we, we know what that happened there. So I was thinking for the game winners, let me run this by you. Because I'm not doing resolutions because no one ever keeps them and forget it. Unless you're going to try to get in shape, well, you know, maybe. Good luck with that. My, my resolution went out the window one day. I'm trying not to aggravate my wife. And that, that I ruined that the second uh, second hour. That's hard. Of like the New Year. It's hard. <laughs> it's like, forget it. It's never going to happen. Yeah. What was your favorite bowl game other than Georgia? Your, what was your most exciting bowl game? And there were a bunch. There was. Um, I actually, I really enjoyed watching um, <laughs> the, the Alabama K-State game only because the show that Bryce Young put on. Right. He threw five touchdown passes. And some of these were like over the shoulder. I can't put it anywhere else. It just to me solidified what I've always believed. 
He's the, he's the most talented quarterback in this draft. I got to go with the uh, Tulane upset win over USC. Coming back from 15 points down, the computer had no – I think the USC uh, Trojans were a 98.9% favorite to win that game with less than five minutes to go. Yep. Tulane, you remember, guys, Tulane, half of that team is going to be working as stockbrokers or selling insurance <laughs> or lawyers. I mean, it's just good. It's not a safety school. Tulane is a good school. I mean, steak went there, cha-cha. So, I mean, this is too – against USC, those monsters from Southern California recruiting up and down the West Coast, and the, they beat them. The Notre Dame-South Carolina game was good, too. Oh, That was a good – I felt bad for game. Shane. I thought I they too. had that. And, of course, Carl, there's nothing that compares to the magic of being poured Cheez-Its all over you in Florida State. <laughs> Man- Man- mayonnaise, mayonnaise bowl. <laughs> right. So, give me your favorite bowl game. Give me your favorite moment from this bowl season. They had a lot of them, 404-741-0929. That's a serious sports question. <laughs> Did you know you can listen to the game on any smart-enabled device you own? Just ask your smart device to play 92.9 The Game. Wow, look at that. That's freaking awesome. Powered by Dell Technologies. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Listening to the game just got a lot easier. Accessibility. There you go, accessibility. Try it now. Just ask your smart device to play 92.9 The Game. From Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Reliable heating and air. What did I tell you guys? The cold weather was coming, and you kept saying, yeah, I'm not worried about it. And then you were worried about what? Your pipes. Well, listen, I want to tell you that it's not too late for you to call my friends at Reliable Heating and Air at 770-594-9969 and make sure that your unit is working properly. Listen, with the beginning of January, there's still more cold weather to come. And when it happens, I don't want you to get caught up like we just did with so many folks around the state of Georgia going, Oh, I wish I would have gotten my furnace checked out. You can get a brand new furnace for $59.99 a month, guys. Zero download monthly payments, all with reliable heating and air. Reliableair.com. That's the website. Go there, check out, and make sure that you get your system serviced today. Next day installation guaranteed with reliableair.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question. It's been a crazy bowl season. You know, every year I make the same bellyaching argument. Ah, too many bowl games. Man, six and six teams. You know, win eight games, beat a bowl. So what was your favorite bowl game? Because there were a lot of good ones uh, other than, you know, obviously the Georgia. But if you want to throw in a moment on the Georgia, we'll let you because that's okay because, you know, it's we're not. It was a good one. It, it was honestly, I didn't want to be biased, but it was the best. It was the best game. Has Georgia the, played in the two best bowl games in the last twenty years? Rose Bowl and Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Yeah. Well, listen, listen. I there was no tune away moment. If you were at the game, there wasn't a, a moment where you said, "All right, we're leaving." If you're watching the game, there wasn't a moment where you went, "I'm going to tune out and go watch something else." In some of these other bowl games, it's like, "Ah, oh, they're up twenty. Let me see what else is going." There was not a tune out moment. It is funny though how we talk about the SEC plays the best defense in the and man, I mean, these are this is the way of the world. When you get into these high octane offenses, everybody's slinging it, and I just, there's, I mean, it's hard. And you know, we made the argument last segment that Georgia, you know, they escaped, didn't play their A game, they yep. won, yep, and they will drop the hammer because Duggan can Duggan move like Shroud moved. Duggan picks him up and puts him down in his own way. He did that certainly in the uh, Big Twelve Championship against uh, in the comeback, almost comeback against. Yeah. Uh, he's more Kansas mobile. State. Yeah, he's more yeah. mobile. He what he he Stroud, Stroud doesn't, doesn't want to leave the pocket. Right? Yeah, that throw that Duggan makes. It's in, the, it's in the fourth quarter, and he's backpedaling, and he's got the little drag route, and he gets, I think it's Davis, and Davis turns it up, Phil makes the guy miss. That is an arm strength throw because he's backpedaling, throws it far distance to the field, hits him in stride, and then Davis turns it up for the for the big touchdown. The thing is, Georgia, because they were, the routes were so long, I mean, you had everybody, Bullard and, you know, Keely, Ringo, Smith, they're all facing that. They're back to him. So he's able to run and scramble. for. It seemed like forever, forever when Stroud did run. No, it's true. All right, man, who we got up first, Chris, talking bowl season? Trey, hey man, you're in the game. Trey's brought to you by Dukes and Bell. Hey man, Ale, what you got, brother? Hey man, hey man. I got the Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> what was most compelling? That was a good game. What was? But what was the most compelling part of the Idaho famous famous potato bowl? <laughs> well, the best part was when the uh, coach got doused with French fries at the end of the game because they won. There you go. Oh, that is good. Now, I will say this. Uh, you were on vacay, Carl, so you missed the, the majesty of the bad boy mowers pinstripe ball played at Yankee Stadium. And they had a they had two turntables and a microphone, a DJ rig set up on a lawnmower on the side. <laughs> that is cool. That's cool. <laughs> it was pretty neat. Who's up next, Chris? George. Hip, hip. Uh, Jorge. What's up, man? Oh, man. I am in. I am on 400 trying to avoid the flooding. <laughs> Be so careful. I'll make this really quick. Yeah, it's some real bad flooding on the ramps. But I'm man, I'm an Alabama fan, and I like the Sugar Bowl, man. I thought hmm. I am not gonna lie to you. The when when K State scored right away, I was like, uh oh. Right. But we we seem to get our stuff together. That little touchdown run that they seem to wake in, wake everybody up, and then Bryce Young showed why you just like you said, he's the best quarterback in the draft. 
Yeah, they, I bet I bet Alabama over the weekend, and that was a good one. Again, it kind of resets the you know the get your equilibrium back, Carl, because they took a lot of body shots. And they still have a better season. The team that really needs to get it together is Clemson, because Dabo. I got to be honest, guys. If you watch Tennessee, that's called Clemsoning. Clemsoning was a thing between 2012 and what 2015, and that's where they look like they're they're trending. It's gonna be very interesting to see if uh, if Klubnik can can be the man this year because he's got to. He's well, got to. that was another game, Mike. You talk about, you know, we said entertaining Tennessee. Right. What a way to finish. I mean, with, with, their, their best with a quarterback re- who lost the job. And their best wide receiver opted out. Right. He's going in, he's going in the draft. So I, that right. was a hell of a way to finish for Josh Heupel. Hey, man, talk about your memories of this bowl season. Who's up next there, Turtle? Chris. Hey, man, you're in the game, Chris. Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. Hey, Mike. Talk to me because uh, – the cheese it Bowl. I loved Florida State <laughs> and that Oklahoma. It was a great fourth quarter. And tell me, should I lay 100 on them to win the ACC next year? Talk to me. <laughs> yes, sir. Matter of fact, uh, this, how does this sound like for a party house? I'm talking to Bobby Bear about sharing a house in Orlando Labor Ooh. Day weekend. That's going to be unlike Donkey Kong. Yeah, man, Benson's coming back at running back. Jordan Travis is coming back. Verse is a guy, by the way. We'll talk. We have plenty of time, Charles, to talk about who the Falcons should draft. Be very interested to see what his numbers are at the combine because there's an edge rusher and a guy that would be a perfect fit for a Falcon three-four. But a lot of Seminoles are back in the mix. Going to be a very exciting season. So yes, lay that C note. Hey man, who's up next, Turtle? Swede. Hey Swede, what was the game that did it for you? Hey man. Hey man. Uh, I guess as you, I guess as you know, I'm an SC grad, but I gotta say Tulane's win over SC. Uh, that was just captivating the whole game. And uh, SC's defensive secondary and their special teams need a lot of work. And, of course, Georgia and Ohio, you know, uh, I mean, that game was phenomenal. Um, yep. Happy New Year to both guys. You too, brother. Thanks. They're already saying that he's going to have to fire the Grinch who stole their offense. Now, their defense, <laughs> the defensive coordinator for USC's last name is Grinch. And apparently, Oklahoma fans, as we told you in Guy Talk, Carl, we're going bananas watching Lincoln Riley blow another big lead. Yeah, he listen. Lincoln Riley has done a, a heck of a job in year one, but that defense has got to get a lot better. Pac-12, mm. Mike. Hey. Good breakdowns on the balls. Hey, it's is it Rob or Robbie tonight? I'm going to vacillate between the two. I think like <laughs> I do. It's going to be like working with Sybil. See, Robbie's like well-rounded, and Robbie's like the loose cannon. Ah. Oh, <laughs> well, so I'm guessing Robbie he has to have some drinks in him. Then yes. Uh, uh no, no, he can be conjured. <laughs> Maybe it's my version of Sasha Fierce. Ah, very nice. Good Beyonce reference right there. No one likes Robbie. Wow. Uh, what, do you, what do you got coming up, bro? I don't know where to start tonight. It's crazy, right? It is absolutely crazy. I was right about TCU. I'm going to brag about that because I'm so rarely right. Remember, I was bragging about hey, that. Hey, you had it. You picked it. I give you credit, brother. Good pull. Yes, sir. But uh, I guess I'll hold my nose and talk about the Hawks and Falcons. But, man, it's so anticlimactic. I did the Falcons fly over on Sunday and talk about being anticlimactic, dealing with that nonsense after mm. what I got to uh, – Got to witness on Saturday. Had a good time at uh, Reverb with you, of course, Mike right. Bell. We couldn't get a drink, though, but that's okay. <laughs> I was very, <laughs> very proud of it, which was good because I was more sober than I, I probably needed to be, obviously, right. for the game. Hey, by the way, the uh, Ritter, because he could have had his first touchdown, Patterson dropped it. Right. We were doing the pros and cons, Carl and I, all day. On the pro side, he's checking down. He's making smart decisions. No picks, but he's giving you enough. Is, or, I said to Carl, Carl and I are of the opinion – we haven't seen enough. I can't make no. it. I can't make an educated comment on this. Well, I make uneducated comments all the time, but I can't do it on Ritter. Well, you got to pinpoint the positives that you can possibly build on, and a lot of a lot of fans will get on us. Oh, you're just trying. You're groping for things to be positive about. We need to draft a quarterback. All this other nonsense. But you know, you got to. That's where the building blocks come from. 
Right. I mean, that last drive probably built his confidence. Somebody on Twitter made me laugh so hard. They said, Desmond Ritter, when he talks, sounds like Matt Ryan with a cold. <laughs> That's funny. That funny. That's it's... good. Rob Triple's coming <laughs> up. Let's true. get out of here and clear our throat. <laughs> Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So, it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9 oh! The Game. Thanks to all of our guests. You heard from West Durham, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons. Sal Capaccio joined us as well, sideline reporter for the Bills. If you missed that interview, go listen. Because he's talking about what he experienced last night and being there, being on the sidelines and trying to describe what was going on. Mm. Very interesting stuff. Hey, we also got a chance to talk to our man Chuck Smith. Tomorrow, Connor Riley will stop by. We will break down. All right, we're moving forward. We got to get ready for TCU. Right, right. And he will help us do that. But we got to find out on these injuries as well with Connor Raleigh. So he will be one of the guests that stops by tomorrow. Some of our regulars and some of the guys that we're chasing down as well. Make sure you're here starting at 2 o'clock. Hey, want to wish you a happy new year again. We're about to start another amazing year with Dukes and Bell. And we want you to be a part of it each and every day. Turtle, great job behind the glass. Bo Morgan, executive producing. Mike Bell, let's get out of here, man. Clear your throat. Yeah, man, it was a story you just couldn't avoid. And everyone's thoughts and prayers of uh, obviously going out for the Hamlin family. As Damar Hamlin's still in critical condition. Nothing new, guys, to break for you here on the show. But it does uh, warm some part of you, Carl, your heart to see that this kind of scary situation has created so much love for the young man in Western New York. The Buffalo Sabres show up for their game tonight wearing love for three. Mm. Hamill wears number three. Uh, Hamill wears number three for the uh, for the Bills. And then Tom Brady donates $10,000 to his charity, which has seen a huge influx of cash helping kids get toys, which is really sweet. It's great. Remember we drafted Tyler Algier and I said, I really like this guy out of BYU. Mm. Well, guys, he's got 13 or 900 yards on the ground, 139 yards in the air. That that totals for over 1,039 yards. Mm. One area I don't know necessarily if we need to upgrade no. is running back. No. I think we're okay. And Tyler Algier has turned out to be everything that I thought he would be when we drafted him. And I just want to point out, we have building pieces on this team. There are things that you can go, I really like what's going on there. Tyler Algier is one of those things for me. Mm-hmm. We're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Don't be late. If you love the show, you tell your friends. If you don't, you pay to listen to Eric Ainge. <laughs> We're flat. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 